Just know you're not alone Cause I'm gonna make this place your home News Radio 840 WHS Good Sunday morning and the last show of the year for this Louisville Real Estate Show. I'm Bob Sokoler, and along with us, Randy Rocky, who's coming from a car even this early in the morning on a Sunday. Good morning, Mr. Rocky, Swan Financial. Good morning, Bob. You can reach Randy and Swan Financial at 773-4834. And Randy, Lee Harris has you beat. She's already at the airport this morning, coming yeah. back, <laughs> back from a trip. You doing okay? Yeah, yeah. coming Good. back from Florida. Good. Well, you'll. Nice sunny, sunny well, down here. Yeah. Well, it was. Now you're coming into some cold weather. That Lee, of course, is with the legal counsel with Limestone Title and Escrow. Six four nine seven nine six four is her direct number, and we're to try to get this show in before Lee's plane takes off. How's that sound? Yeah. Sounds yeah, good. We're up against it. Let me tell you, we want to make that happen. So coming up a little later on in today's show. Uh, some holiday shopping stories that uh, are shocking even the experts. And if you hear that noise behind Lee, it's because she is really at the airport. That's not a sound effect. <laughs> so, all right, let's let's start with you, Lee. And then I'm gonna what I'm gonna do is have you mute yourself so that we don't hear too much background noise. We're okay. mixing in emails that we're getting from listeners while we're doing the rest of the show. So let's start with this email from Jeannie. She says you bought a home three weeks ago found a leak coming from the roof. There was nothing on the disclosure about it. Uh, should the seller or the property seller, real estate agent, or the inspector have told her about the leak uh, beforehand, and what can she do about it? Uh, yes, if, if they knew about it, anybody who knew about it, for example, the seller, the seller had had the leak, or if they had it repaired and uh, it didn't work, or even if they just had it repaired and... Uh, it was working. That should all go on the disclosure form. Uh, if the agent knew about it, then they should also disclose. That's a little more difficult to connect because typically a seller isn't going to tell their agent of a defect if they don't want to tell about it. Right. Uh, and the inspector, um, I would hope, would um, you know do all those things. Either suggest a roofer uh, if they don't get up on the roof themselves, or you know look at all the major systems and if there is a problem suggest a professional to come out and uh, and look at that so that uh, the buyer can negotiate the repairs, you know, before closing. So she, I, I suspect from the tone of this email that she's indicating that maybe uh, there wasn't uh, as much forthcoming as there should have been on the disclosure. Maybe there's something uh, that should have been uh, talked about on the disclosure. Is there recourse? And I, I know there is. What what recourse does she have at this point, three weeks into the ownership at, of the at this point, At this point, what I would do is get some estimates of what it would cost to have that fixed. Uh, you're going to put a roofer or two out there, professional out there, say, okay, here's the problem. They can also tell you if the problem has pre-existed, if it's, it's been perhaps mended or fixed before. And then the first step that I always suggest to people is send a letter, either through the seller's agent or... To, just to the seller themselves and say, here's what we found. Mm -hmm. Here's our invoices. Here's what our expert said. You know, we'd like you to fix this. Uh, and that's the first step. Sometimes that's, that works. Sometimes the seller says, I didn't know anything about it. I'm not giving you a dollar, you know, uh, depending on how much it is. Uh, if it's up to $2,500, then under your contract, you would go to small claims court. If it's anything over $2,500, then there is a mediation arbitration provision in the contract, which means 
the first step is to go to mediation and the Greater Louisville Association of Realtors uh, who has drafted that contract, they have a process, it's a very simple process where the buyer could fill out the form, ask for mediation, usually costs about $300 a person. That mediator will schedule a meeting between the buyer and the seller and try to get them to resolve it that way. Got it. So it's a quick and easy, you know, solution. If that doesn't happen, they can arbitra- go to arbitration. But arbitration, of course, is going to depend on how much the damages are because, you know, uh, any kind of legal uh, process can add up quickly. And um, just just to be clear, so should I would suggest, and, and I'm not an attorney, but I would suggest that in this case, Jeannie, contact her agent who will contact the uh, seller's agent and then uh, see if there's anything that's going to be done by the seller before she goes through the legal chain right, right. at that point, exactly. right? Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Okay. Yes. All right. Yes. All right. Let's move on. Housing forecast for 2021 as we move into the new year. Randy Rocky, the experts have a very positive sign here, starting with interest rates. Mm-hmm. Where, where are you right. expecting things to go over at Swan Financial and the rest of the country? I think the interest rates are going to stay low in 2021. I, I really do. And I think the housing market is going to, uh, inventory is going to be low again. Um, we're just not building, you know, we're building new construction, 1 million houses a year. We need 1.6 million. That's one glaring thing that is a problem. And uh, I, I think now the, you know, there, there are a lot of people that are getting in the first time home buying, you know, a lot of millennials and things of that nature. Uh, and it's driving up home prices. Uh, I think they continue to rise. Supply and demand uh, is one of the one of the many reasons. So, uh, housing forecast that was just recently published, according to several sources, Fannie Mae says interest rates should stay at about two point eight percent. Freddie Mac says three percent. Uh-huh. The uh, the uh, Mortgage Banker Association says three to three point three percent, and the National National Association of Realtors is saying that interest rates should stay somewhere between two point nine and three point two percent. So that's plus. Home sales, they're anticipating, also as you point out, the forecast for twenty one is an increase. In fact, the uh, National Association of Realtors expects home sales to hit new records along with the Mortgage Banker Association. So all of these are some pretty impressive numbers. Home pricing, the prices of home, according to the National Association of Realtors, is expected, and again, this is not a guarantee, but home prices to go up on an estimated average of 6% over next year, which is well above what well, they are. Yeah. Yeah, so what, what, what has happened nationwide is it's been 6% uh, in the suburbs, and Rural housing, which we talked about, I think about three shows before, eleven uh, percent uh-huh. uh, up wow. more than it ever has been, and I could see that trend continuing as people, uh, some people, not all people, are are fle- uh, fleeing, you know, bigger cities. Uh, you mentioned about the, a lot of uh, folks getting into the purchase market of homes. Millennials, millennials are now flooding into the real estate market. Oh, no uh, question. They're yeah. the largest group of today's first-time home buyers, and you wonder there are a lot of people still renting. So, what's holding them back? You ready for this? A new new yeah. survey, and you'll want to speak to this. A new survey. Number one thing that holds back renters: sixty-eight percent of them is affording the down payment. And Randy, you and I have talked on this, along with Lee, in past shows, that it's not a 20% down payment that's required. Let everybody know what is required for to get into your first home. 
Uh, it, a great question. And and uh, 51, uh, 52%, I'm sorry, of all millennials believe you have to put 10% down or more. Uh, you could put zero down. Uh, 3, 3% or 3.5%, depending on credit score, will allow your rate to drop an average of three quarters of a percent over a zero down payment home. You can put three to three and a half percent down. There's amazing tax credits for first time home buyers mm -hmm. that uh, our company really goes and does a great job with. Uh, so, uh, uh, but you, you're right. That that's the, that's the big stigma is the down payment, which could be as little as zero. And Lee, let me bring you in. If you got a quick second, I know she's getting ready to catch her flight. But from your standpoint, how often do you find where sellers on the closing disclosure are paying for some of the buyers or all of the buyers' closing costs? So all the, oh, the buyer really quite, needs is a down payment. How often are you seeing that? Quite often. Quite often. It's very, very common. Very common. In fact, I think a lot of, I think a lot of buyers' agents you know, are, are expecting to ask for that. You know, and, and, and a lot of sellers, I think, are prepared that they're going to pay you know, some or all of that. So... Yeah, I think it's it's. I mean, it's it's very common, much more common than it was, it, it, I'd say, even five, five years ago. Yeah. Well, it it is, and and I really think it was really commonly two two years ago. To me, it's dropping off some because it's such a competitive market, and 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 I agree. A lot of people just are. Um, a lot of the sellers don't even want any confusion at the closing table, and it and it's causing people not to do it as much as they were two years ago. But you're right; it, it's still much higher much higher than five years ago. Yeah. So some yeah. of the other things that uh, millennials are concerned about and why they're still renting is being able to qualify for a mortgage. And there's a simple answer there, right, Randy? Just have someone right. call or any lender and find out what if they qualify. Uh, they don't want to. Well, yeah. Right. Right. And, 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 and what is great about it now, Bob, especially with the millennial group, uh, we send a link over. We text it over. They hit a, literally hit the link, and it takes them three minutes to fill out the application. And it's really uh, makes a lot of millennials feel more comfortable with starting the process. Mm -hmm. Well, one of the other reasons that millennials say they're not ready to buy, they want to rent, is because they're afraid of accumulating debt. Yet, in reality, that debt is only the house, and you're actually making money on it. So that's something that needs to be addressed with, with millennials. And if you're listening to us and you have a, uh, kids or friends who have kids, it might be worth it to have a conversation and explain how that they can write off interest rates so they appreciate money when it, their home appreciates in value. Also, the, uh, another reason for not buying, and this is a legitimate one by millennials, is their job security. They're not sure that they're going to either stay in the same job or they're going to continue uh, in that area. So that we get, 39% of those polled said that's a problem. And then there's 20% who, quite frankly, have the ultimate excuse. They're just not ready to settle down. So, okay, we get yeah. that. <laughs> right? Well, well and... and, and, and I understand the 20%, but even with repairs, with the tax credit scenarios and all the above, even, you know, budgeting $3,000 a year in repairs, uh, I'd say uh, most, the majority of, of uh, renters would still save money uh, renting versus buying a home, even with yeah. zero money yeah. down. Oh, yeah. And that, that's what, because yeah. Leah, you know as well as I do, the rental, the rental market, is, uh, and, and Bob, you do as well, the yeah. rental market has gone way up. 
And, you know, with rates where they're at, it, I understand pricing, uh, housing has gone up, but, you know, every $10,000 that a house goes up, it's about $55 a month in monthly payment. So it's not, it's not been astronomical for that side of the sector. If, if, if the market's gone up 6% on a $170,000 house, you're only looking at, you're, I mean, it's still money, but you're looking at a $50 payment difference between last year and this year. Well, with rates being down, yeah. Then actually, it's about the same, or Eagles. even a little bit less yeah. in twenty 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 compared to twenty nineteen. Yes. Yep. Amazing. We're going to uh, take a quick break. When we come back, more questions for Lee, and we'll talk about this holiday shopping story that's shocking even the experts. With us from an airport in Florida, Lee Harris, legal counsel, limestone title and escrow. She's coming back and she'll quarantine, by the way. 649-7964 is a direct number. Also, Randy Rocky, Swan Financial, 645-0736 is Randy's direct number over at Swan. You can reach me, Bob Sekoler, anytime, day or night on my cell phone at 376-5483. And my son, Greg, who actually has the morning off, a rare morning off, but you can reach him through me if you ever need to get a hold of Greg. Uh, mind you that if you are looking to watch a replay of this show, by the way, Lee is not on video because she's at the airport, you can go to LouisvilleAnswers.com. If you want to hear what sellers are saying about us, you can go to LouisvilleSellersTalk.com, or you can read about it, go to LouisvilleZillow.com. We're back in a moment on News Radio 840 WHAS. Need a home loan or refinancing? You need to talk to Randy Rocky at Swan Financial. Why have they become so popular? Because of our programs, our service, and our competitive rates. And now listen to this new program from Swan Financial. Yes, we have a 1% down program that also you will get 2% grant money from the investor. Call Randy Rocky today at 866-766-1920. Swan Financial, NMLS 2473 and 26362. Equal housing opportunity. Call for additional cost information. Other restrictions may apply. This is Lee Harris, owner and attorney at Limestone Title and Escrow here in Louisville, Kentucky. We are an experienced team of processors and attorneys who will be happy to help you with your closing needs. We are known for our flexible closing times. We're open to nights and weekends, whatever suits you or your clients. We can help you provide a smooth and quick closing and help with difficult situations based upon our history of expertise and experience in closings. Call us anytime at 502-632-2277. In the real estate market, sellers and buyers have great expectations. And as a real estate agent, you take pride in fulfilling them. But some things are beyond your control. So what can you do? Choose Home Warranty of America's 13-month plans. HWA plans cover the home buyer against any breakdowns or repairs, keeping you and your clients safe from any covered claims. We offer comprehensive plans with competitive pricing, and our dedicated team will work with you every step of the way. To learn more, contact HWA today. Hi, I'm Barbara Corcoran. I'm constantly asked by news sources how to best navigate today's real estate market. I call the brightest agents in the business to get their input. Hi, Bob. What's going on in Louisville? Hi, Barbara. The Louisville real estate market is hotter than we've ever seen it. I'm so happy to hear that. With our exclusive marketing plan, we can get sellers top dollar right now. Get the best advice from my friend, Bob Sekoler. Go to WeSellLouisville.com. Be safe and smart. 
News Radio 840 WHAS, Bob Sekoler and the Louisville Real Estate Show here with you until the top of the hour, the last show of this year. We, of course, will be joining you next week for the first show of 2021. With us, Lee Harris, Legal Counsel, Limestone Title and Escrow at 649-7964, coming to us from a, an airport in Miami. Is it Miami, Lee? Where did you end up going? She's on mute, so maybe she's in the process of boarding. Also, Randy Rocky, Swan Financial, 6450736. Uh, which airport are you at, Lee? Just out of curiosity. Oh, Gainesville. I'm Gainesville. Oh, Gainesville. Okay. You're on the yeah. other side of the state. Okay. Yeah. Good. All right. And then Randy joining us from his car, as a matter of fact. Actually, <laughs> he's not even driving. That's how safe he is. He wants to maintain compliance. Uh, not near as glamorous as where Lee is doing. You know, I'm, uh, I'm just <laughs> driving down the road. <laughs> oh, well. So here's I'm, uh, I'm, yeah, good. I'm nothing if not glamorous. So, <laughs> <laughs> uh, interesting. The holidays are not stopping home buyers this year. Black Friday, Cyber Monday, they're all behind uh -huh. us yet. Finding the perfect holiday gifts for family and friends is certainly still top of mind for many people, even though the holidays have passed. This year, there is really another type of buyer that's very active this holiday season, the home buyer. Each month, Showing Time, which we use, releases their showing index, which tracks the average number of appointments received on uh, active U.S. housing listings. And this is amazing. Showing Time Index reported a 60.9% jump, jump in nationwide showing traffic year over year in the month of October. That's wow. the sixth consecutive month to see an increase over last year. That wow. is, um, right, Lee, you're, you're shocked by it as all of us are. I am shocked, yes. Yeah, that's amazing. 60 Our business has not slowed down at all, no. you know, and, and this time of yep. year it does. And, and it's our applications, nothing has slowed down, uh, which yeah. is really amazing. So, yeah. And usually it drops off about 40% this time of year. Yeah. I mean, it yeah. does. So the message is for sellers, if you're thinking of selling, don't think because we are approaching uh, New Year's or we've just passed uh, the Christmas holiday and all the other holidays that uh, there's nobody out there looking. They are out there looking in droves and we're finding it. We put a home on the market. We, let me tell you a quick story that you'll all appreciate. One of my agents put a sign in the yard and even before the pictures and the home was up on the MLS, got a call from somebody driving by and put the home under contract. That is how quick they were able to get this done. So wow. this just gives you an idea how quick and how fast things are moving. Lee, another question for you. This one's coming from Sarah. This is one for you, Lee, that she says, I learned there are issues on the title of the home she's about to buy. Mind you, normally we would have the phone calls rolled in, but we're doing these COVID shows and we're using Zoom and we don't have the technology to really roll a live phone call in. It's limited. So I've asked everybody to send emails and you can send me an email, bob at com, and then put in question for radio. Anyway, so Sarah says there's something about a cloud on the title of the house that she was going to close or buy. She was told it could prevent the closing from going through. She's not sure, she says, if it's a federal or tax, state tax lien or a uh -huh. claim on the property by a, a co-owner or a former owner or relative or a, con a contractor's lien. She just knows there's a cloud. How dangerous, she wants to know, is this to her being able to close the home? Uh, typically speaking, not 100% yep. of the time, but typically speaking, 
we can clear those leads. We can clear leads. Uh, we can get, you know, negotiate. If it's a whack tax lead, we can negotiate with the lien holder and get it, get it down to something that the person can, can you know, pay off at closing. Uh, if it's some kind of other lead, then we could work out that that person gets paid off at closing, you know, say a judgment lien, something like that. Uh, you know, so it very rarely does a lead prevent a closing from happening. I and mean, we clear leads all day long every day. So you'd be surprised. People who don't buy and sell houses every day would be surprised how many leads are out there. But, you know, sometimes it's a credit card they didn't pay five years ago and, you know, it was $2,000. Now it's $6,000. And so, you know, the seller has to take that out of their proceeds or they have to bring money to closing. Uh, you know, but typically speaking, uh, those could be cleared. You know, if it's a federal tax lien that's $200,000 and the house is worth, you know, 75, that's going to be more difficult. But right. if it's something that, that we can do, uh, at Jefferson County, they'll work with you. Uh, Metro liens, which is typically like you didn't mow your lawn and you got a fine, that type of thing. They'll work with you. So, uh, you know, they want to get paid too. They want to get it cleared out. So if they never clear the liens, then they never get paid. So, uh, you know, and, and, and even those liens that are filed by attorneys, judgment liens, those attorneys will work with, negotiate with their clients, will then negotiate with us, and we can usually get that uh, to happen. So the, the good news is, Sarah, it's not a dead deal from any, right. any means, but just right. it could take a little extra couple of days for it to work through to make it work. Is that what I'm exactly. hearing? Exactly. Yes, okay. that's exactly right. Yeah. All right. All right, so listen, the 2021, as we've been uh, talking about, is going to shape up to be, we believe, with always there could be a, a hitch, but uh, we believe going to be an incredible year for buying and selling homes. For those of you who are potential home buyers, we've got some do's and don'ts after applying for a mortgage, which unless you're lucky and pay cash, most everybody that's listening who needs to apply for a mortgage should be listening to this. So Randy, if you don't mind, I will give you the title and you expound on it, okay? The section. Okay. All right. Don't deposit cash into your bank account before speaking with your bank or lender. Why? Because you have to source that money, uh, uh, which, which is a procedure we can avoid, especially if they have money in a savings account. You don't have the deposits going in and out. It's a much easier scenario. You don't have to source where that deposit came in. All right. Don't make any large purchases like a new car or furniture for your no, new home after you've applied and before you close. Uh, debt to income ratio. Yeah, it, it, it throws off your debt to income ratio. And in some scenarios, uh, they make you repool credit and get a pre-approval again as well. So that's a big no-no as well. Don't co-sign other loans for anybody. Debt to income ratio again. Your, your debt compared to your income is what you can qualify for a mortgage. And if you co-sign for somebody, then you have to go through the paperwork of finding out what you co-sign, how you did it. It, it creates a, it opens up a whole can of worms there. All right. Don't change bank accounts. Uh, correct. You don't. You do not want to change uh, bank accounts because then you got to get the older bank account, the new bank account, and then you're putting money in the bank account, and then you get into whole sourcing issue again. Got it. Don't apply for new credit cards or credits. Right, because then you get a uh, you have a scenario where there's a debt to income ratio again as well, and sometimes they make you repool credit, and you've already been approved as long as you close within 120 days. 
you don't have to even pull credit or anything unless something like an inquiry comes up like that. A lot of debt-to-income ratio problems on this. And now, this last one, may yes. this may shock some people. Don't close any credit accounts. Not only do not close, if you have a collection and it's been approved uh, that the collection stays on, don't uh, pay it off. Because then what happens is sometimes uh, recurring, when something uh, shows itself up again, it could really affect your credit in that scenario, and they might make you repull credit, and it could drop your credit if it's been if it's not been uh, for a couple of years. Nothing's nothing's happened with that collection. It just kind of sat there. Then it, it doesn't. There's no reporting that's been going on, so that's not good. Yes, we don't even we don't ask you to close anything gotcha. or really pay off anything in that scenario. Yes. All right. Coming to the end of this show, there's a real problem that I want to discuss with everybody listening, and with Lee, and with Randy. So we have uh, folks on this show who we vetted. We have been working with. They do an incredibly good job, Lee over at Limestone and Randy at Swan. Yet there are other unscrupulous, let's just start with the mortgage companies. There is a couple uh -huh. out there with loan officers that are giving headaches to the industry and a black eye to the industry. I tell you this from personal experience. We've got one home that's supposed to close but there's a domino effect, folks. And when I tell you about a domino effect, it means that in order for our seller's home to close, two or three others before it have to close. And it mm -hmm. turns out, and Lee, I want to grab you first because I know you're going to have to get on the plane, so I want to ask your opinion first on this. It turns sure. out the loan officer on loan number one that's up the chain, and it's not Swan, just to let you know, or any of the lenders we work with, the loan officer is being squirrely. And earlier this week, we're trying to find out why there's been a delay of more than a month. And now we are in contact. Uh, one of the people in the chain contacted this first loan officer, and he says, I'm off until the 1st of January, and I'm not going to say anything until I get back to work. And several people have tried to call this loan officer who works for a, a mortgage company in town, and the guy's saying, I'm not talking because I'm off of work. Lee, uh -huh. legal action, is there anything that any of us as real estate agents or as buyers who are working with somebody like this loan officer doesn't understand the concern and the problems he's causing for so many families? Anything legally that all of us can do other than creating a blackball list? And I don't even know if that's legal. Well, uh, the buyer who's working with that person certainly has a right to uh, contact, you know, uh, I don't know, the higher-ups or whatever and say, look, uh, we, we need this done. So they might not even be aware. If he is the higher-up, yeah. then they have a right to make a complaint. There's something called the Department of uh, Mortgage Licensing in Frankfurt, and they can make a complaint. Once you get a complaint, uh, your, your attention gets a little more focused <laughs> you know nobody wants to complain on their license Interesting. Uh, yeah and so that buyer is really the one that has the most control the other people who are being affected can also do the same thing they have the facts you know this this loan officer did xyz and therefore it's causing you know all these chain reaction you know it's causing this problem for three or four different closings and you know it's really it's really causing a problem and yeah. it's because, I mean, I've never heard of anybody say I'm not going to 
work until January 1st. I've yeah, neither have we. heard of that. It's yeah. ridiculous. Uh, yeah. in, 30, in 30 seconds, Randy, anything you want to add to this? Because this Department of Licensing, I think, in Frankfurt, this is a good option. Anything you want uh, to add? Kentucky Department of Financial Institutions is where you would make that complaint. And yeah. um, it's sad, but it's, it's truly happening. Uh, it happens a lot. Not quite to that extreme, but... Uh, I just, uh, it, it amazes me in our industry and it's, it's sad. Uh, uh, it's not good. Yeah, on that word, I, I would have rather ha closed out this year on a positive note, but we need to make sure people know you got to make sure that the group that you're working with, whether it's lenders or closing attorneys, agents, we're all good people, but there are some rotten apples out there in the lending world and we need to, f to flush them down the train. Is what I will tell you. Lee, I hear your plane is about to uh, board. My thanks to Lee Harris, legal counsel, limestone, title, and escrow coming from, you said the, the Jacksonville Airport in my. Gainesville Airport. It's about as big as your hand. <laughs> Good. All right. You can reach Lee when she lands at 649 7964. Safe flight, Lee. See you in a couple Thank of weeks. Thank you. Thank you. Happy New Year, everyone. You got it. Talk to you Happy soon. Happy New Year. Okay, bye -bye. And you got it. Randy Rocky, Swan Financial. You can reach Randy at 6450736. Thanks for hanging in. Randy, Happy New Year to you. Happy New Year. And you can reach me, Bob Sokoler, anytime on my cell phone, 376-5483. You can go to... Oh, there goes Lee's. They're calling Lee's plane. You can reach... <laughs> Me on my phone, 376-5483. Go to LouisvilleZillow.com to read our reviews. LouisvilleSellersTalk.com. Folks, have a great new year. We'll see you next Sunday right here on News Radio 840 WHAN.